You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Well, hello, Ian Onsa Gray here. This is the third bonus episode of the Confident Live Marketing Show. As we run up to episode 200 and the fourth year anniversary, we're doing going back through the archives and seeing, uh, basically highlighting the best bits over the last 200 episodes. And in today's episode, we're looking at episode two, which is how to get started with live video. And one of my first guests, Amy Wood, my good friend, Amy Woods, who is the repurposing queen. So we're going to talk about how you can repurpose your live stream. So I think we should get on with it right now. Let's go back to episode two. And uh, the question I was asking in episode two is, what is your why? When you do live video or create any kind of content, you have to ask that question. What is it that you're trying to achieve? Uh, and so uh, that's what we're going to do now. What is your why? Why do you actually want to go live? Now, when I first started going live, I didn't really have one of these reasons. I was going live because my friends were going live. It seemed like the really cool thing to do. I wanted to find out more about the platform. But actually thinking about it, if I unpack that, I kind of did have a why. And my why is probably very different from what your why will be. And my why was going live because I want to write about it and I want to help people in the whole area of going live and how to actually broadcast from your computer or your phone. Now for you, it's probably going to be wanting to reach your audience in some way to have that communication, that to, to level up your impact and authority on your particular area of expertise. And live video is a great way to connect with your audience to allow them to ask you questions and to find out really more about the real you, the person behind your brand. So have your why, work out what it is that you are wanting to achieve and why you want to go live. When it comes to actually going live, what do you what do you need? It's very, very easy to overcomplicate this. And I can't overstate that because this has been a big problem for me. I've always overcomplicated things. And I certainly would not recommend using the setup that I've got here. This is not, certainly not the most complicated setup I've seen, but I'm going live to multiple platforms. I'm recording and I'm doing lots of different things. That's not a good place to start because if you're starting complicated, more things are likely to go wrong. You're going to lose all your confidence. You're going to give up and stop. And then your audience really miss out because they're not able to hear from you uh, on live video. The good news is you only need two things to go live, two things. And all of you have these two things. And what are those two things? The two things are a decent internet connection. Important here is your upload speed. That's really important. I would say 10 megabits per second upload, ideally, but you can get away with, with less than that. So you've got that. And then the next thing you need is a device, whether it is your phone or a computer. Don't overcomplicate things. And I'm kind of laughing when I'm looking back at that because a lot of the things I was talking about, about multi-streaming, going broadcasting to lots of different places. Uh, and what else did I talk about? Uh, recording the audio. All of that now in 2023 and beyond is sorted because tools like StreamYard, Restream, Ecom Live, it, they do all of those things. It's very easy now to broadcast to multiple platforms and it's really easy for you to record those for for. Uh, for for next time if you want to repurpose and I'm going to talk about repurposing in a bit when I bring in Amy so yeah it, it's but don't overcomplicate things uh, because uh, it, it will be that hindrance of you getting in, in getting in the way work out your why why are you doing it 
I've got lots of reasons why I'm doing it today, as I did a few years ago when I first started this. For me, it is about communicating my message, putting my personality out there, uh, getting more leads and more uh, coaching consultancy, inviting guests on and getting those connections and building those and growing those relationships as well. Well, the next, the other thing that we talked about back in episode two, this is only the second one, was um, as well as working out what your why is, uh, I mean, kind of covered this in a, in a bit, a little bit before, which is not to overcomplicate things, that actually you can keep things quite simple. So the next thing is really about avoiding going all fancy. Let's do that. Don't worry about going all fancy. Actually, what the most important thing is that you bring the real you and you bring your content to your audience. That's the important thing. That's what people watch live videos for. They want to see you. They want to hear your message. And so you don't have to go all fancy to begin with. If you are using the technology as an excuse not to go live, you need to stop doing that. I, I, and I've been there. I have, as I said, shared last week, stopped going live for a whole month because I was concerned about my camera and my background. They, I, In my mind, they weren't good enough, so I stopped. And there was my audience waiting for me to create my live videos. And I was worried about my background, which was really silly. So I always recommend bootstrapping your live video studio. You know, you can always add the icing on the cake later on. Start with the basics, start with your smartphone, work at your camera confidence, things that we're going to be talking about in my in the podcast in forthcoming weeks. I'm going to be bringing in some guests to talk about all these things that maybe uh, that will help you produce really great content and work on your confidence in front of the camera with your vocal projection. All these things are so important to sort out first before you start thinking about lighting or, or fancy cameras and that kind of thing. So bootstrap your live video studio, start small, and over time, you can invest in those extra things, th those bits that are the icing on the cake. Now, there is an exception to this. Maybe you have been doing live video, uh, you've been dabbling around with it, and you know now that it is absolutely central to your business. You know that live video is central. You know that you're confident and committed to this and you have a significant budget. Now, if that's the case, by all means, you can spend thousands or tens of thousands of dollars or pounds or euros, whatever currency you're in. You can spend that to create the most amazing live video studio. And in those situations, I'd also highly recommend hiring a producer to help you produce your shows. But what I'm also saying to you is that you don't need to do those things. Those things really are the icing on the cake. The icing on the cake. It's so true. Bootstrap your live video studio. As you could see, if, if you're listening to the podcast, you won't be able to see this. But my setup back in those days was quite simple. Simple webcam. Okay, I had a bit more of a fancy mic. It's the same mic as I'm using today. But start simple and build it up over time. But if you need help, if you need help with any of those things and setting up your studio then why not get in touch with me? Just send me an email at ian at iag.me because I can help with live video studio setup, podcast studio setup, all that kind of thing. Well, let's move on to repurposing because one of the most powerful things about live video is not just about getting your face in front of the audience live. It's also the ability to create content quickly and easily across multiple platforms because at the end of the day, not everyone 
is going to be wanting to watch you live. If you're listening to the podcast, I assume the reason you are doing that is because you prefer listening. Uh, or you might not be in the position to watch either live or the replay video. So it's good to create or repurpose your content into blog posts, into social media images and all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to go on because it's time to bring in my friend Amy Woods. This is episode 22 when we were looking at repurposing. And I asked her, why start with video and particularly live video for your content repurposing? So I always say that video is the best medium for repurposing. It's not for everyone. Obviously, if you're confident, you shouldn't go off on doing things that you're not confident in doing. But if you can get there and if you can gain the confidence, then when anyone says to me, what's the best content to repurpose? Is it blogs? Is it podcasts? Is it video? Firstly, my answer is always video because with video, you have audio. So you video, you've got the audio that could go into podcasts. But with video, you've got so much more because there's so much more that you can do. And then live stream, I just think if video, if video is king, then live streams kind of like the, it puts the, the sprinkles and the sparkle on top, the crown on top, because I feel like you get everything. You get everything that you need from the pre, a pre-recorded type video. If you plan your live stream in such a way that I'm sure we're going to come on to soon, but how you construct your live streams to make sure that you can extract the kind of content that you would have got from pre-recorded videos. But I feel like what you don't get in any other form of content that you only get with live is the audience engagement and the audience interaction, the community building. So I've really seen people who have been successful in building a community because people turn up every week to that live they don't just go for you, they go for the other people that join too. And a community is built through live content. And I also feel that you show transparency in this day and age where like we're all a bit wary of some of the content that's being put out there and maybe a bit not sure whether someone's the real deal or as authentic as they make out that they are. Then to be vulnerable and go live and to answer questions, to say that you don't know the answer when you don't know the answer and be open and honest and transparent. I think people crave that as well. So you build a community, you can be transparent and open, which people love. And all of that comes from going live, but you have all of the wonderful benefits of video that can then go on and get repurposed as well. So you've got everything. You've got the experience, the community, the video content, the audio content, then all the visuals and teasers and graphics and everything. You can get transcripts, go into blog posts, create social content. So you can get everything written, video, audio, experience, community, everything can come if live is the top of the, that the goes in the funnel and everything comes down after it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so true. I love what Avery was saying there because you can clearly see and hear that she's passionate about this. And, you know, her business is Content 10X. So she works with, uh, her clients are very busy professionals, their entrepreneurs, their, their companies, their businesses, and they want to create content that is powerful and that spreads. And so with live video, if you start with like a half an hour a week, half an hour of content, from that you can then turn it into blog posts and videos and LinkedIn YouTube videos, shorts, reels, all that kind of stuff from that one piece of content because it has video and audio baked into it. So, so true. Now, it's not for everyone. I, I totally get that. And I'm not trying to force you to embrace video. If you don't want to start with video, start with audio. 
And then occasionally you might want to just switch the cameras on and see how you feel about that. Um, so really, really important stuff, I think, to think about. Now, the next segment from episode 22 is like Amy just, I don't, she, she didn't stop talking for about three minutes. But this is all about really powerful stuff because she's talking about all the ways that you can repurpose your content. And we start off with one place that you might not have thought of. You might not have even heard of this, and that's Quora. Quora is a question and answer forum in a way. Um, and it's one that I keep on coming back to. Um, but I have to admit, still today, I'm not using it for my repurposing. So it's something I'm starting to think about a lot more. So this is, um, again, from Amy, all the places that you can repurpose your live videos to. Quora is really interesting because you wouldn't believe how many users, I think it was something like 300 million monthly users on Quora who were going in there, not just going in there and asking questions, but when questions are asked on Google, quite often the first result returned back can be a Quora question and answer, and then you find yourself on Quora. So it's not always that people deliberately seek that out, but they put the question into Google and they find your answer on Quora, and then they go down the rabbit hole of who's this person that's such a good answer, and then they end up on your site, things like that. So when you're repurposing to written content, so let's say that you're going to write a blog post about your live stream video and the topic, Firstly, you can use tools to help you with that. So get, you could get a transcript. You can use free tools like otter.ai or paid ones like cheaper ones like Trintor. You could rev, use Rev. But you can help yourself with transcripts if you want, but like write blog posts. Now, if you write a standalone blog post that is just an evergreen type post that could be put anywhere, then as well as your own website, it's a great idea to put it on places like Medium. LinkedIn is an article. As mentioned, even Quora, by answering a question, if, you, if your topic, if you could slice and dice the blog post down to be the answer to a question. So there's lots of places for the written content. I think if you're going to turn the video into more short videos, so we like to create shorter videos from the longer video and take standalone clips that on their own are great. So it's you answering a question or a guest answering a question. Just it sends social media something really funny, something really interesting, a great snippet from a story or something like that. Something that is entertaining, interesting, educational. Little clips, put them onto, as we said, the different platforms. So say Instagram, but back on Facebook in different formats, Twitter, but also not forgetting stories as well. So creating some portrait teasers and putting them up into Facebook, Instagram story, if you use them as well. So those social platforms, part, if you are extracting the audio and you are going to create a podcast episode from it, then making sure your distribution is really wide for the audio too. So if you're using a host and you're submitting through that to all the normal apps that people listen to podcasts, Apple and Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all those places, make sure that you put it on your own website as well. So embed an audio player and let people listen to the podcast on your website too. So expanding the distribution in that way. Don't neglect YouTube as well. So what we often tend to do with the live streams is we don't necessarily put the whole video onto YouTube. We create more a trailer where it might be, say, a 45-minute video, and we will take four or five really great clips from it, really great answers or really, fun, like I said, funny stories or something poignant that something, something said, and we turn it into a three, four, maybe 
up to 10 minutes sometimes, but a video, we make it look really good. I had an open, had music at the start, I had a closing thumbnail at the end, custom thumbnails to make it stand out in search, put it onto YouTube, which is a fantastic place because if you can get a good title and a good description and good tags, then you're on a search engine, so you really expand it. Because I always think it's so important to go from social to search. You have to think social's great, but you have to think about how you're going to get found on search as well. So the blog post and the writing, the YouTube, that's all search and that's going to help you. Pinterest is search engine as well. So if you think you have an audience there, create some pins, like some stills of the video, some quotes from the video. You can eat put videos over there anyway, so snippets of video. It's a search engine. You want to get found on search and you think your audience are there. Don't neglect it. And like people, if you have a weekly live, then you're letting people know that this came from the weekly live. Come and join the community as well and get people to get involved in that way. But yeah, I just think yeah, you have to expand so much, but don't remember that you put so much effort into the original piece. Most of what you want to say, what you're messaging, what you're trying to communicate, it's there. It's just finding the different way and trying to put in place systems that you do a similar process every time. So you're not constantly scratching your head wondering how are you going to get it at these different places because you just get a system that works for you and then follow that system every week or every two weeks, whatever is best for you. Systems and processes. I think that's the main thing because if you were listening to that and felt overwhelmed, because Amy gave so many examples of the kind of things that you could do. There's Quora, there's Pinterest, there's Facebook, there's LinkedIn, there's YouTube, there's stories, there's reels. So many different things that you could do. Now, if you're just starting off, if it's just you, you're not going to be able to do all of those things. But if you start to build in processes, uh, one of the things that I'm working on at the moment in my business is creating a list of SOPs, stand, standard operated operating oh I what it's called now standard operating procedures that's the one uh, and a list of all of these things that I do in my business and my assistants do in the business start off small and over time you can build that up and there is a book Amy has written a book uh, called content 10x uh, more content less time maximum results uh, you can check that book out and that has loads and loads of thoughts and ideas and you can check out Amy's website at content. 10x.com. Well, that is it for this week. I will be back next week with another dive into the archives, as we will be doing until May this year. And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you've got any thoughts or ideas on how we can uh, reboot and relaunch this show in May, I've got, uh, if you go to iag.me forward slash survey, there's a quick survey and I'd love it if you could do that. It's only going to take you about a minute uh, at the most to do that. Um, but until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for watching the Confident Live Marketing Show with Ian Anderson Gray. Make sure you subscribe at iag.me forward slash podcast so you can continue to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, see the loo.